What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mike Milner, and it feels good to be home, although it is a very brief stop at home. I just got back from Scottsdale, Arizona yesterday, which was Monday. Now it's Tuesday, and we are heading out in about an hour to take the kids. Melanie and I are taking the kids down to Miami for their spring break. So there is no chill over here. It has been craziness with travel. Uh, Last episode, I don't know if it was coherent. I recorded it like four in the morning because I did not want to miss getting in two episodes per week. And so sometimes you just have to do what needs to be done. Get shit done regardless. No, No excuses. I could have easily just said, you know what? It's been crazy, busy, whatever. However, I really wanted to make sure that I followed through and kept the promises that I made to myself and to you. Oh, shit. I actually have a big announcement. Um, (laughs) Right now, we are doing a scholarship, a spring scholarship. I'm calling it the Spring Into Your Summer Body Scholarship, which means that you can win 12 months of free coaching. I did a poll in the Facebook community. I asked, would you prefer 12 months or six months of coaching for this scholarship opportunity? We're actually going to do both. There are you know, some people who have been in the program who have experienced coaching were like, hell yeah, give me more coaching. Other people who are relatively new are like, well, I would kind of like to try it for six months, uh, even though it's a scholarship, so you don't pay anything. But I think sometimes the shorter time frame feels more manageable for some people. So I was like, you know what, we'll just do both. So the grand prize will be uh, one scholarship winner that gets 12 months of, of coaching. And then second place winner will get six months of coaching. And then there'll be additional prizes. Uh, if you sign up for it, regardless, you're going to get something. I'm thinking about maybe like fat loss blueprints or training programs or something, uh, you know, neurotype related or free supplements. I don't know. We'll give away a bunch of stuff. Um, I like to give back to the community. I like to support the people that support me. So the scholarship is open. The best thing to do is just go to Instagram at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner and click the link in my bio to register for the scholarship, but you have to be quick. We do not leave these open for very long because we get so many applications and we give away something. Like I said, we're going to give away something to everybody who signs up simply for putting your name in, for taking that action, for throwing your name in the hat to potentially win 12 months of coaching or six months of coaching. Uh, We're going to send you something. So the, the doors don't stay open very long. Um, it's just, you put in like your name and email and that's it. You're registered. Oh, and then why you think you deserve the scholarship. And we read through every single answer. We do a whole announcement like reveal party, which will be probably on Monday night. But once you fill out the application for the scholarship, you'll see when that announcement will be made. And then you can tune in live and find out on the spot if you won the grand prize, second prize or whatever prize scholarship. Um, so Go do that now. Uh, I highly recommend you get, you know, throw your name in the hat because by the time you listen to this, there might be 24 hours, 48 hours left, or it might be over. And if that's the case, I apologize. Um, but just reach out. If you are interested in the scholarship and you happen to to listen to this like a week later or a month later and it's no longer available, just reach out to me personally because I will send you whatever it is that we're doing for everybody. In other words, let's say we give out a free training program for every person. Let's say we give out um, free supplements for everybody. Let's say we give out a 
free fat loss blueprint for everybody, whatever the thing is that we decide, just reach out to me personally and I'll send it to you because I don't want you to miss out just because you were late to the podcast. You might have found me at, you know, a month later and then you listen to this episode and you're like, damn it, I really want something for free. So I will hook you up regardless. Anyway, uh, today I wanted to talk about something that I feel like does not get discussed enough. It is something that I'm going through currently, and it is something that most people will experience at some point in their lives. Like you've probably already experienced it many times over. If you've ever lost weight and gained it back, we need to talk because there is a common mistake. There, there is something that most people and most programs fail to recognize about what weight regain really is and why it happens. More importantly, how to prevent it from happening. That's probably not what you think. Uh, before I get into all of the specifics, I want you to do me a favor and leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes if you enjoy the content. You can also take a screenshot of the episode and post it to your stories on Instagram and tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. I see everything. Anytime I get tagged, I see the post. I usually reshare it and it helps me to know who's listening. More importantly, it helps me to know what type of content resonates with you guys. So it really helps me a ton for you to leave the reviews and share the episodes that resonate with you. So there is this, this paradigm that really needs to get discussed more frequently. And I think it, I think we do people such a disservice in the fitness industry, in the nutrition industry. I don't think that we bring awareness to this fact enough. I think it's something that kind of gets swept under the rug. You hear a lot about reverse dieting. A lot of people are, are kind of taking on the whole metabolic priming concept that pop kind of laid the foundation of how this all works and why it's so important. And there's a lot of coaches that are following our methodology, which, which is amazing. But I think that there's this part in between that most people don't recognize, which is the vulnerability and susceptibility of an individual coming out of a dieting phase. It's not just, okay, you finished your diet. Now let's reverse. It's like, okay, you finished your diet. Now let's go back to metabolic priming. Mentally, that might be okay, but there's this piece, this transition piece that nobody talks about. And it's the most important piece of the puzzle. Nobody talks about this. When you finish your diet, when you finish a cut, you are the most susceptible that you will ever be to gaining weight. It, it, it kind of is like, it carries over to other industries. It carry, carries over to other facets of life where when you put forth a lot of effort to accomplish something, when you sacrifice a lot, when you push the gas pedal really hard, you are putting yourself in a vulnerable and susceptible state. And we need to talk about it. Your best dieting effort will be followed up with the most susceptible position that you'll ever be in to regain weight. Why? Because physiologically, your body has adapted. Your metabolism has downregulated from less calories. 
your body has also gone into kind of a, a preservation mode, right? Like your body has registered that there's a lack of nutrients, a lack of energy coming in. And so being the smart, adaptive, kind of whatever you want to call this dynamic being that you are, there are going to be adaptations. There's going to be consequences to doing that. So when your body registers, oh, there's not enough energy and nutrients coming in, when you do have calories and energy and nutrients coming in, your body is like, well, we don't want to starve. We don't want to experience this again. So let's store up some of this energy for later to avoid having this happen because it's a stress. Your body is really smart. It doesn't want to be stressed out like that. So it's going to do what it needs to do to overcome that. So psychologically, you've just gone through an intense dieting effort. I don't care if you did a moderate cut. I don't care if you did an aggressive cut. Anytime you are cutting, anytime you are actively trying to lose body fat, psychologically, it takes a toll. You're going to be making more sacrifices. You're going to be more diligent. You're going to be more consistent. There are things that have to happen in order for, for fat loss to occur. So when you go through that process and you finish, there is a sense of relief of like, holy shit, I just escaped Shawshank. Like I'm free. Let's do this, right? Now all these rules are removed. The sacrifices are gone. And there is the propensity to just have the, the YOLO, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to eat whatever. I'm not dieting anymore. All of these things go out the window. It's happened to me more times than I'd care to admit. It happened so many times in my life where I would lose weight and gain it back that every time I would lose weight the next time I would just wait for the, the regain. Like it was almost just expecting it was going to happen. I felt like a ticking time bomb. Like when is this fat coming back on my body? Cause I know it's going to happen. I don't know when, but I know it's going to happen. So one thing that we want to assess, first of all, let's all just be aware of that. Your best dieting effort means that you will be the most susceptible to regaining weight. This happens in every area of life. If you own a business, you are the most susceptible after your highest revenue month. If you're an athlete, you are the most susceptible after your best season. You're the most susceptible physically, like the most potential for injury, and you're the most susceptible mentally to, to fatigue or burnout. Same thing with every area in life. Because when you accomplish something like that, your best is not sustainable. Understand your highest level of achievability is not your highest level of maintainability. This is something that nobody talks about. You cannot maintain and continue to beat your best over and over and over again. Here's a really simple example. If you wanted to figure out how far you could run until you collapsed, you would actually have to run and then collapse. Like there's no way to just say, oh, I think I could do this, this distance before I collapse. You would actually have to keep running until you physically collapsed. Now, 
that your body has just collapsed on you, would it make sense to get back up and think that you could beat that distance again? No, that would be really stupid. But yet we do that with dieting. We push the gas until we collapse and then we're like, okay, time to lose more weight. That's the exact equivalent of running until you collapse, getting up and thinking you can do better. And then what happens? You try and you collapse sooner. And then you get up and you try and you collapse sooner. Now all of a sudden you suck. You're like, what the fuck? I I ran a mile or 10 miles or 20 miles, but now it keeps getting less and less and less and you feel like a failure. We have to create awareness around this, this fact. So one thing to kind of assess the dieting phase, first and foremost, is when you finish your dieting phase, if you feel completely out of control, it means you probably went too long in the diet and you probably went too extreme in the diet. It's a real simple test. Finishing the diet, do I feel out of control? Do I feel like I need to eat everything in sight? Do I feel like, oh my God, I'm free. Finally, I can just go ham on whatever. If you feel that way, you probably went too long. You probably went too extreme. That doesn't mean that you have to just lean into those those urges. However, because if you have awareness around it, you should be able to mitigate. Like the, the most effective strategy after a dieting phase is to mitigate risk and to assess where your holes and weaknesses are. At this point, you should be shifting gears. You just stretched yourself. You just pushed the gas pedal. You just made more sacrifices. You essentially pushed your ceiling higher because you made progress. You lost weight. Now we want to shift gears and we want to stabilize by working on the floor. Because what most people do is when they hit a really high ceiling, they fall down to a really low floor, which means they're not focusing anymore on the habits. They're not focusing anymore on the routines or the daily actions. You should, the, the, the expert thing to do is to mitigate risk by not putting yourself in precarious situations that will cause you to binge or overindulge or feel out of control and to assess weaknesses and plug the holes in your game. Meaning, what are the anchors? What are the daily habits? What are the one to two, maybe three things that I need to focus on each day to stabilize these results? Now, I just finished, I'm going to speak from personal experience. Last week, Right now, it's Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday the 12th. Last week, so April 5th, I did a photo shoot. I finished my cut. I did a photo shoot. Afterwards, I got a burrito. That's what I was craving. I was finished my cut. I had a burrito. That was it. And then I was like, cool, I don't really, I don't really want anything else. I'm good. And then I went to Scottsdale and had some delicious meals. But to be honest, most of the day I was way under on calories, like not a very big breakfast, if breakfast at all. Uh, Lunch was protein house, so it's just like grass-fed beef and rice and some veggies. And then dinner, I would enjoy myself. Um, You know, steak dinner, Italian, had some pizza one night, 
So I just enjoy myself, but nothing ever felt out of control. I never felt this urge to just continue to over overly indulge or stuff myself. Now, previously, that is exactly what would happen. In fact, the last photo shoot I did, which was like two years ago, well, the last photo shoot that I did that was like I had to get super lean for, that was two years ago, I did feel out of control. I did feel like I need to eat everything in sight, which tells me that the first time I was too extreme and I was too restrictive. This time I wasn't because I don't have that feeling. It's now been a week. I'm getting my calories up. I'm increasing flexibility. I'm still focusing on the daily habits that I need to plug the holes in my game. That's what I'm focusing on. Where are my weaknesses? How can I mitigate risk, not put myself in situations where I'm going to wreck my progress? Because I know that right now I am the most susceptible that I will ever be all year. This is it right here. I am the most susceptible that I will ever be for this entire year to gaining weight right now. That doesn't mean that I'm going to be super strict and fearful and rigid. What it means is I'm going to use that awareness piece to maybe walk a little bit more, drink more water, and pick and choose the times that I do want to be more flexible because I want more flexibility. Part of the reason that I did diet the time that I did was because when from a phasing standpoint, it makes sense for my life. I'm okay sacrificing two months over the winter to have the rest of the year over the spring, summer, and fall to be more flexible while I'm my leanest during the summer months, or at least during the warmer months. So I want to be my leanest when I'm wearing less clothes. I want more flexibility when I travel more, when I have more social events, when it's, you know, Mel and I like to go out more during the summer, sit outside, go into the city, have some drinks, do our thing. I want more flexibility. So the phasing part of it makes sense for for me. And I'm just talking about from, from personal, like the way that I view things. Now, let's say that you had more weight to lose and you're not just dieting once. The same concept applies. You would raise your ceiling, right? You lose some body fat. You, you make some sacrifices. You dial things in. Then you stabilize. Where are your weaknesses? Plug the holes stabilize, raise your floor, and then you can choose the next time that you want to push. For a lot of people right now, it's April. We should be in a stabilization phase. Most people, if you're trying to get really lean for summer, this should probably be your stabilization period, or you should be considering starting a cut relatively soon. But let's say, you know, May, June, we cut, you know, go six weeks starting in May. Well, now we can stabilize in June, early July and increase flexibility over the summer and then push again in the fall. So you've got like cut, drop some body fat, stabilize, get your metabolism back, right? Understand that you're susceptible in that period, but we're going to focus on the weaknesses, we're going to focus on the floor, we're going to focus on habits, we're going to focus on the two to three things that need to go right each day. And then 
you're going to push the envelope once more, maybe in the fall, after you've established those results. Now, there's going to be a little bit of, like, I'm not going to maintain photo shoot level leanness for through the rest of the year, but that's okay. I've given myself plenty of cushion where I know that if I gain four to five pounds of body fat back, that's okay. Think about it. If I, and, and this has already happened. I'm speaking from real life data. The last time that I cut, I did regain some weight back. And then this time I cut, I lost about the same amount of weight as last time, but I was starting from a slightly better position. So gradually over time, note that I'm talking years. So everybody who's thinking months, weeks, whatever, extend your time horizon. I'm talking years. So year over year, every time I start my cut, I'm starting from a slightly better position. So even if the net result is the same, like 10 pounds of fat loss, 10 pounds of fat loss from a better starting position means year over year, I'm improving. Okay. So it's actually really simple. It's just that most people don't want to take the time and they're not aware of the susceptibility and vulnerability of the end period of a dieting phase. And this is like the biggest reason why when we do our challenges, the individuals that don't join coaching are playing with fire. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've seen it happen. We give every opportunity under the sun to transition an individual who goes through one of our challenges into our coaching program for this exact reason. We know what we're doing. We know how to plug the holes. We know how to raise the floor. We know how to make things sustainable. And what happens is a lot of people get really excited. They're like, oh my God, this challenge was amazing. I lost, you know, six pounds, 10 pounds, 15 pounds, whatever it may be. I just want to keep going. I know how to do this on my own. I'm great, whatever. They're literally walking away in the most susceptible and vulnerable period that they will ever be in. And then they come back to me and they're like, Mike, I don't know what happened. I'm like, I know what the fuck happened. You got caught up in your emotions. You got too excited. You didn't make a logical decision. You allowed your emotions to get the best of you instead of thinking rationally. Logically, it doesn't make sense to walk away from support and from expert guidance when you are in the most susceptible place that you'll ever be in. Now, I let people do it because I can't control what anybody chooses to do. I say, you're an adult, You have to make your own decisions. However, when this happens, I don't want you to run away and think that I'm an asshole because I was right. I want you to say, I learned from this experience because that's the biggest thing. It's okay if it happens. Just learn from it. Learn from it and be better. Use that to inform the next decision. Just learn. That's all. So it happens all the time. I get people coming back and they're like, Mike, I I don't know what happened. I was like, do you remember what we spoke about? Like, well, yeah. Like, well, is that what happened? Well, well, yeah, but I don't know why I let it happen. You didn't let it happen. It's called being human. It's okay. Just learn from it and make a better decision. So we have to spread more awareness. As coaches, we have to talk about this more. The susceptibility of finishing a dieting phase and being primed to regain weight. 
That doesn't mean that it's going to happen. It only means that you're susceptible. You are the most susceptible. So using that as an awareness piece to better inform your decisions and behaviors is the appropriate reaction. That's the appropriate response. Understand how to phase things according to your life. I just explained it from my perspective. I phase things according to the fact that I want to be leaner in the warmer months and I want more flexibility when I like to be more social, when I have more travel on the schedule, things like that. It makes it works for me. When we're working with clients, we look at their whole year. We map out what that might look like. Now, because we like to do things based off of reality, sometimes we have to adjust and course correct. Sometimes we have to make changes based off of real life data and feedback. However, it does help to have an idea of the phases that you're going to be going through, times where you're going to make more sacrifices, times where you're going to have more flexibility. That is what coaching should be about. That's what this process should be about. It should be about creating the life that you want, not simply pushing the gas pedal and constantly trying to beat your best. That is a recipe for disaster. So hopefully this makes sense. Hopefully it helps you understand why we shouldn't just rip the Band-Aid off after a dieting phase. Think stabilization. Okay, I finished my diet. Now it's time to stabilize. If you need help with that, just reach out. I'm just saying trying to figure things out on your own is a massive waste of time. There, there was a, at, at Coaching Con, Alex Hermosi gave a really impactful speech, but the part I think that stuck out the most for me was he mentioned that you pay no matter what. Like every single person who decides, oh, I'm not going to spend the money, I'm not going to make the investment into coaching, you're not not spending, okay? You're, you're paying for it one way or another. You're either paying for it with where else you're, you're spending the money, so you're paying for it in other ways, or you're paying for it in the time, you're paying for it with frustration, you're paying for it in energy. There's all these different resources that we have. We are spending one way or another. So if you're spending it with time because you're doing it on your own, so it's taking you much longer, that's still spending. You're not saving anything. It's not like, oh, I didn't join coaching, so I'm saving. No, you're still spending. You're probably still spending money. You're probably spending more time. And it's probably spending, it's probably costing you energy and frustration as well. So that was the first thing that he mentioned. The other thing that he mentioned was, was really powerful. And he was talking about it from a business perspective, but it applies to your weight loss journey. He said that not knowing how to earn a million dollars a year is literally costing you a million dollars a year. Like, think about that. If you don't know how to earn a million dollars a year, by definition, it's costing you. The cost of not knowing that is a million dollars a year. That's the price. That's the cost of not knowing how to do that. Being ignorant to the process and the system and and how to, right? Not knowing those things is costing you the thing that it that you would acquire if you did know those things, right? So it's the same thing applies to your fitness. Not knowing how to lose, let's say you want to lose 50 pounds. 
not knowing how to lose 50 pounds and keep it off forever is literally costing you 50 pounds. It's putting 50 pounds onto your body. It's costing you 50 pounds. Not knowing how to maintain your results is costing you those results. It's also costing you time and frustration, right? So there is a bigger cost. When he, when he framed it that way, it was like everything clicked. Me not knowing how to scale my business to a certain amount is costing me that amount. You not knowing how to get your body to a certain point that you desire is costing you those results. Whether that's 50 pounds, 100 pounds, 20 pounds, 10 pounds, maintaining food freedom, right? Not knowing how to improve your relationship with food is costing you your relationship with food. It works in every single area. So the point is that if you need help because you realize that the cost of not knowing is too great, then just reach out. The best thing to do is go to neurotypetraining.com slash apply. Neurotypetraining.com slash apply. Fill out the application. Schedule a call with my team. And we'll see if we can help. Well, at least be honest if we can't help. But think about the cost. What is it costing you to not know how to do it? When he said that light bulb, it was crazy. Like slapped me in the face hard. And I'm hoping that you can see the same thing. Like what has this cost you already? And what is it costing you to not know how to do it? Now use that and go bridge the gap. I'll talk to you guys soon.